Testing, testing, one, two. Okay, that already looks better. Oh my god. So first of all, hi, welcome back to You Might Hate It. It's been a minute. Um, actually, it's been six months since my first episode um, when I recorded with Mason. And I just, I have no excuse. I just haven't sat down and recorded and... It's a bummer because I've had a lot of really good ideas. I just haven't felt like it. Um, so, anyways. Um, <laughs> so, I already recorded this whole episode. In fact, I recorded a 45-minute episode and completely finished it. And upon looking back, I guess listening back, from the beginning, I realized that my recording audio was really, really quiet. And... Quite frankly, I just have higher standards than that. So we're just going to do it again. We're going to clean it up a little bit. Uh, we're going to hang out. We're going to talk about whatever I feel like talking about. Like I said, I already recorded this. So I talked about a lot of stuff that I'll probably just end up repeating myself. And it feels like a little inauthentic because I have already like talked about it. But... Whatever, we're just going to do it. So, hi. Um, I am currently sitting in my own living room in my house that I pay for. Well, me and Jose pay for it. But regardless, I moved out of my parents' house. I got a nice two-bedroom, two-bathroom. Can I get a W in the chat, please? Um... And I cannot be happier. I live <laughs> directly across the street from, directly next to my parents. Um, my neighbors of 12 years moved out. Um, and the landlord had heard about me and who I was as a person from my parents and from like my neighbors because I've been house sitting for them and decided to ask me if I wanted to take a look at the house. And they're giving us a really, really good deal on it. I mean, finding a two-bedroom, two-bath in Roseville for what we're paying is absolutely unheard of. Um, plus, the address numbers on my house are 111, so I think that is my lucky number. Um, anyways, so that's amazing. I'm super proud of that fact. Uh, I wake up every day and I think, this isn't real, but it is. And I'm here. Um, I am also, if you haven't been following my life and you don't know that I'm pregnant, I really don't know what rock you've been living under. But I am. I am actually eight months pregnant. Um, I wish I had a soundboard to do a little like audience cheer thing. But if you can all just clap for me um, silently at home. Uh, maybe like a like a snap, like a poetry snap or like a golf clap for like actually making it this far because holy shit, pregnancy has been really hard. I'm eight months pregnant. And so what that means is that I am constantly sweaty, like all the time. I'm sitting here doing nothing. I mean, I'm doing something, but I'm not doing much. And I'm sweating. Um, I get a lot of really intense shooting pains to my crotch which um they call lightning crotch and that is when the baby's head is like pushing on your cervix um yeah and it's about as pleasant as it sounds um i'm getting braxton hicks that 
quite literally will stop me in my tracks. Like, I'll, I'll be walking, and then all of a sudden, like, if you don't know what Braxton Hicks is, um, <laughs> it's, it's a contraction, basically. It's like your body is practicing. So, yeah, they'll stop me in my tracks, um, and I'll have to stop walking and lean over. Um, my hips feel like they're being pulled apart by a taffy puller. Uh, amazing. Truly incredible. Um, so that's what it's like to be eight months pregnant. Also, I have to pee every 30 seconds. And um, I, if I eat too much, I throw up. Or, But if I eat too little, I throw up. And there is no way for me to tell what the perfect medium is. It varies every day. So if you are wondering what it's like to be in your third trimester, eight months pregnant, that's what it's like. And um, I'm not miserable. Like, I, I really can't sit here and pretend like I am. I think a lot of people expect that. I think a lot of people expect and are almost, like, disappointed that I'm not miserable. Oh, God, what the hell is that? Making loud-ass noises outside my house. Um... Yeah, people are almost disappointed when I tell them that I'm not miserable. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, just wait till this happens. And then the thing that they told me to wait for happens. And I'm still not miserable. <laughs> um, I think that's really frustrating for people who just don't enjoy life. But, hey, that's... I'm just here for every fun experience. This is just a good time for me. Even though a lot of it's not a good time, it's still a good time. If that makes any sort of sense. Um... Mentally, I'm actually doing really, really well. I'm really stable and I'm really happy. And I haven't been this happy or stable in... God, I don't even know how long, to be honest. Like, it's it's actually pretty incredible. It's almost a little bit void, right? Like, when you're constantly dealing with anxiety and depression for a really long period of time. And there's really no relief or, like, change in vibration for that long. And then suddenly, like, you're higher vibrational or you, you know, get the help you need or whatever. It can feel a little bit like something is missing from life, right? Like, oh, God, I'm supposed to be stressed right now. I'm supposed to be upset about something right now. I'm supposed to be this or that. And I'm just not any of those things. Um, so that's nice. You know, I'm happy about that for sure. Um, it feels good to be in a good place and to genuinely like myself. I think that is, is a huge, huge step from where I was, um, a year ago is that I genuinely really like myself and I like the way I look and the I like the person that I am and I embody the truth about who I am uh, rather than things that have been said to me or said about me and are continually said about me for some reason I just it it doesn't stick like it used to I'm petty when people say annoying things about me but I'm not constantly berating myself with negative thoughts, you know, about myself just because someone else has something nasty to say. 
And I and that's a really big deal. It's a really big deal. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at in my life. I hope that everyone else is doing good. I really have been, like, kind of in my bubble. Um, it's interesting also, when you start to really enjoy yourself, um, you also start to really enjoy the peacefulness of being alone. And especially now that I'm living, you know, it's just me and Jose, like, I really don't like leaving the house. Like, I really don't. And it's not, like, from a place of depression, obviously. It's from a place of, yeah, I'm good here. Uh, I have everything I need, and I'm perfectly capable of entertaining myself. It's, like, hard for me to, like, it's hard for people to get me out of the house. So I, I really hope that if you're listening and you've been wondering how I've been or, like, trying to reach out or, like, whatever, I hope I hope you don't take that personally um, because... It really has nothing to do with anyone else other than me and, like, my peace. You have to understand, I haven't had peace with myself for so long. I can't remember the last time I felt truly good in my own head um, and in my own body in general. Like, a couple years ago, a couple summers ago, after, like, the whole debacle with my old friends happened and I got punched in the face and, like, nobody cared. Um, <laughs> um, I really would wake up every day, like, I had no friends, and I would just be like, I woke up as Madison again today, and I hate that. I hated waking up as me. I hated looking in the mirror. I hated being the person I was. I just hated myself. Like, really really hated being me and it's such like a victim mindset too because like all it really took for me to change that was for me to get into therapy and get on the medication I needed and start deep diving into why I was who I was and why I had to go through what I had to go through um and then once I did that it's like oh wow hey um there's actually nothing fucking wrong with you and these are just life lessons and you just have to move forward and realize that you are loved and you do love others and everything is good and you're okay. So if I seem like I'm distant or I don't have time or I'm too busy, first of all, I have literally eight months pregnant, so there's that, but it's also just like, it's good to be me and it's good to be in my own space and it's like almost addicting which falls on the spectrum of being its own problem in itself but I'll cross that bridge when I get to it um anyways I hope everyone's doing well we have been in a pandemic for a really long time um you know uh, I don't, it's almost political to say anything about the pandemic, which I really hate that that has become, this has become a political issue. How strange is that, right? Um, but I hope you are all taking care of yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Um, you know, I'm not here to sit and judge your choices and how you decide to go about the world. 
Um, but whatever that looks like for you, I hope that you're taking care of yourself and that you are thriving to the best of your ability. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's scary to be in this world almost because it's so different. Like in the matter of, you know, a little over a year, so many dynamics of our culture have changed, right? Like in ways that I don't even think about because again, I don't leave the house. <laughs> but when I do go out in public and, you know, I have my mask on and I'm like staying away from people, it's so interesting like to see how like uncomfortable it makes people to like stand close to each other or like to be so conscious of each other's space which I love I am all about the six foot rule hey when this whole I shouldn't even say over because it's never really going to be over because our culture is permanently changed and if you guys don't see that like I think you should start recognizing that our culture is permanently changed anyway when we get to the tail end of the danger zone of the pandemic, I guess I could say. I need everyone to keep the six foot rule and stay six feet away from me because I honestly am so glad that I am pregnant at this time in our culture because I read so many stories about how, like on Reddit, because I'm absolutely addicted to Reddit, um, about how pregnant women will be like, yeah, when I had my first kid and we weren't in a pandemic, like, strangers would, like, touch my stomach. Hey, what the fuck? Hey, don't touch strangers. Hey, that's fucking weird. Oh, my God. I actually cannot fathom a stranger putting their hand on my stomach. I would probably freak out. I'd probably scream at them. Like, honestly, I just don't do well with not having my space respected. I don't do well with being touched, really. Um, I don't mind my friends touching me, um, but the difference is that my friends ask before they touch me, even though, like, they know that it's okay if they touch me, they still ask, right? For a stranger to put you in a position, even to ask to touch you is fucking weird. So I'm really glad that, um, I was, I fall in the bracket of a pandemic pregnancy, um, I'm not offended by that term at all. Yes, my baby is a pandemic baby. I don't give a shit. We are here living in harmony and peace. Um, and he doesn't know the fucking difference. Like, what does he know? Anyway. Um, yeah, really glad for that because the six-foot rule, it does me a lot of favors. It really does. Um, I've used the pandemic for every fucking excuse I possibly get. Pandemic and pregnancy excuses just absolutely top everything because you can't argue. You can't argue. Like, oh, I can't hang out today. I'm too pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Like, who's gonna who's going to try to negotiate that? Oh yeah, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. Like, you know, just with like COVID and everything. Oh, okay, yeah. See, it's fucking foolproof. Like, <laughs> like I, I never have to do anything again. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, oh, I, I can't really go out. You know, baby needs me. Baby's fussy today. Oh, yeah, baby's teething, so I don't want to leave him here alone. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's no problem. Hey, that's fucking awesome. I already love being a parent. 
<laughs> I'm so antisocial. It's like not even funny. <laughs> Anyways. Um, what else fun is going on in my life? I have started um, making crafts out of animal parts. Um, I guess you could say bones mostly. Uh, I haven't really done anything else. I, it's like, it's a type of taxidermy, I suppose. But I'm not doing like the cleaning. I really just order from, oh my gosh, excuse me, I hiccuped. Oh my gosh, I hiccuped again. Please stop. Please don't have the hiccups. I mostly buy like already clean skulls or animal parts from other sources, I guess. Like I got some deer jaws on Etsy. Um, I bought this ram skull from the hillbilly in Placerville. Shout out to him. Uh, I'm going to drink my Diet Coke real quick. You can't see why I'm pausing, but that's why I'm pausing. So one second. Very refreshing. Hey, if anyone tries to get on me about drinking Diet Coke while I'm pregnant, fuck off. Okay? I don't want to hear it. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I buy a lot of bones that are already cleaned and stuff. I have found some of my own, but, like, the process of cleaning them is just so exhausting and it stinks. And it really does stink. And I would love to be somebody who's like, oh, my God, it doesn't bother me. Like, I'm so tough. I'm so hard. Hey, it does fucking bother me. It's gross. It smells like dead, wet dog. That sucks. That's a shitty smell. So, yeah, I don't want to hear about being a pansy. Yeah, I'm a pansy. I don't care. I'm still making cool shit. So, I have a couple commissions to make, like, a knife um, with, like, a bone, like, a jawbone handle. So, I have a couple of those commissions. Um, I have this ram school that I'm working on that is kind of a big project for me. Um, it's very spiritual. It's very, um, I'm very connected to it. I really am liking how it's coming out. Um, and I'm, in general, just taking commissions. So if you want me to make you something, I'll make you whatever you want. I, there's no, there's nothing I won't try to make. If I really feel like I can't do it, I'm still going to try to make it. I'll make it work somehow. Like I will, I will create a product that you are looking for. Even if it takes me some time and effort, like I just don't feel like there's anything that I can't make that somebody would want. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll see. But yeah. So if you want something, dude, hit me up. I will make you whatever your little heart desires. It is a commission. So you're telling me what you want. I'm gathering the resources and materials to do it. So I will be updating you along the way, every step so that you know, like what the progress looks like on the piece. That way, if you want to go a different direction with it, you can tell me while I'm making the piece rather than you paying like a hundred something dollars for a piece and it's not what you want. Like, I'd rather just give people what they want. Um, so yeah, please hit me up. You know where to find me. You can DM me on the podcast uh, Instagram if you want. You can also DM me on my main account, Madigator, M-A-D-I-G-A-T-O-R. 
That's my main Instagram if you're not following it. I don't know why. Um, so I'm doing that. That's really fun. Makes me feel good. It's like really good therapy for me. So you are contributing to my brain healing if you order a piece for me. Um, and that should be enough. I one day would like to, you know, it just really makes me realize like making art and staying home and, you know, playing with my plants and recording my podcast, you know, it really just makes me realize that I'm not meant for a run-of-the-mill job. I am very much meant to create my own income, if that makes any sort of sense. Um, so one day I would like to just make a living off of these things that I'm doing. Uh, so that's the goal. So, you know, like I said, if you want to buy an art piece, you know where to find me. If you want to just look at pretty stuff, hey, that's fucking cool too. No problem there. If you're interested, but you don't actually want to buy anything and you just think that it's interesting, hey, that's cool too. No judgment. Ask me anything you want about anything. If you want to start making this shit on your own, dude, cool. I'll tell you exactly everything you need to know. I will share all of my knowledge with you. We support each other in this industry of being starving artists. So that's where I stand with that. Um, Another thing I've been really into lately is the um, concept of cults. And, like, just true crime in general, but I have been really into, like, listening to people tell their stories about how they escaped a cult or about, like, you know, how they grew up in one and, like, eventually got away or whatever. Um, I have been super into that. Um, I'm really, like, big into learning about the Scientology because it's so interesting to me how this, quite frankly... It's a corporation. Scientology is not a religion. It is not a religion. It is a corporation. Yes, they are tax-exempt because they fall under the category of a church, technically. But it is so expensive to be a Scientologist. Like, by the time people are out of it, which is usually like 15, 20 years later, they've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to be... A part of Scientology only to realize it's not going to get them anywhere like it gets them nowhere like you pay thousands of dollars for the books if you're a Scientologist you have to have every book that their creator has ever written um, and that's it's literally thousands of dollars um, you pay tens of thousands of dollars to move up this bridge is what they call it um, the different levels of what kind of Scientologist you are and you pay money to move up that bridge, and the end goal is, like, to have, like, telekinesis or something. I, I Honestly, I don't know what the end goal is because no one's ever gotten there. No one. No one's ever gotten there because it doesn't fucking exist. Like, it, people get out before that because they realize that they're being fucking scammed because nothing about their life is changing. Um... So, really big into Scientology, really interested. Um, Yeah, I just think it's so strange to me how people get sucked into that. Like, the things that people will believe 
just because they're dying for, like, a purpose is just, it's just bizarre to me. Um, but that's just me, you know? Like, it's not a knock towards religion. I'm myself religious and, and spiritual. Like, you could very much argue that the things that I believe in are stupid or, or whatever you want to call them. Um, but, you know, it's all a matter of perspective and opinion. I just think that Scientology is wrong. It's just taking, <laughs> taking away from people. Cults in general, you know, like, it's just preying on the vulnerable. That's what it's been for the longest time. Um, also really, like, really interested in the way that like fundamentalist churches are so willing to brainwash children and it is brainwashing because what they're doing is they're establishing power and a belief and they're using that power to shape young children's minds into believing a certain set of beliefs that they're not even old enough to grasp yet. Like, at all. Um, I watched this documentary with Jose called Jesus Camp. And if you haven't seen Jesus Camp, it is a lot. It is, like, a lot to watch. I thought it was going to be kind of funny. Like, (laughs) I mean, I know that sounds horrible, but I thought it was going to be kind of funny to watch. I was genuinely so uncomfortable I, like, it it made me angry. It made me want to crawl out of my skin. Like, really not good. Um, They have all these kids, like, under the age of, like, 11 in this auditorium. And they take them in there and they basically tell them, like, the pastors and stuff. They basically tell them that they need to reach up to God and establish communication with him. So, like, quite literally, they say that you'll have your own language to speak with God. And these kids will start speaking in tongues. Like, just gibberish. And if they don't, then they have to sit aside from everybody and talk to God and see why they're not communicating with with God in the way that everyone else is. So... These kids are faking it, basically. Moral of the story, these kids are fucking faking it because they don't want to be the one that can't connect to God, which is shitty to make people... You could just talk to God. He's, like, there. Like, <laughs> he's there. Like, if you believe that God is there, like, he is, he is there. He, he speaks English. Yeah, he speaks English. He speaks every language. So you could just talk to him. Like, it doesn't have to be that serious. Anyway, they brainwash these kids... And then they bring them into the auditorium and they start going on rants about how these kids need to be warriors against abortion. And I'm not going to get into, like, the topic of abortion because everyone has their own perspective on it. Um, I feel the way I feel about it and other people feel the way they feel about it and that's fine. Um, But I think that we can agree that a nine-year-old has no business speaking or under trying to grasp the concept of abortion because they're too young they don't understand you can't push these ideas onto these kids 
at nine years old and expect them to grow into healthy-minded adults. Like, you just can't. Like, so they're basically, they're, they give the kids these little figurines of babies. And the figurines are, are small. They're only about three to four inches long. Um, they're tiny. And they look like full-grown babies, but just tiny. And they tell the kids, this is what a baby looks like at seven weeks old. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like, at all. Um, a baby at seven weeks old in the mother's womb looks like a cocktail shrimp. Okay? Like, let's not pretend. Yes, does it have a heartbeat? Yeah, okay. You, you, we can argue about that. But it doesn't look like a fully formed baby, but just small. Like, at all. That's not how it looks. So, for them to be telling these children who, what other proof do they have that the, like, they, they, these kids can't disprove that. They're just going to take it at face value because they trust these adults. Because these adults have an established relationship with God. And they want to be godly. So these kids are just going to believe it. They're just going to take it at face value. And of course that's heartbreaking. Like, that's heartbreaking as a child to think about, like babies dying like no one wants to think about that uh, like it's just not it's not right and it's not fair and then they go on rants about how harry potter is evil and it's like like how are we talking about harry potter and abortion in the same auditorium on the same day like come on it's fucking weird i just like can't stand the fundamentalist and evangelical christian beliefs and they are they are cults like quite frankly that is cult mentality and it's also very like timeless this is kind of a timeless idea it just goes back to um you know how women are treated right like oh my god it's actually scary how successful men have been in convincing women that there is something inherently wrong with them. Um, you know, like, even the most empowered women I know still feel like they have something to prove to society and to men specifically. Um, and it's timeless. This has been going on for so long. Um, and it is partially religious. I don't understand why men have made the excuse of I just don't understand why people have used God to justify like sexism like we are the women are the birth givers we are the we are the creators of, of life so beyond God the next best thing in the concept of creating a life is a woman. Right? Hello? Men, can you create life? No, you can't. You can't. We can. And we do it. I'm doing it right now. Hey, does it suck? Yeah. Do I feel incredibly powerful and magical and feminine and beautiful and worthy? Yeah. I feel all of those things. And I walk around like I feel it because I know that it's true. Like, what I think a lot of women don't understand 
is that you are not too much at all. You are not too much. You are not too outspoken. You are not too brass. You are not too this or that or the other. The men you are surrounding yourselves with are simply not enough. And they know it. And that's okay. Like, that, it really is okay. There is nothing wrong with not being enough. There is nothing wrong with men needing to find themselves and needing to go on that journey and to do the work on themselves to be an empowered man. Um, what I have an issue with is men dragging women down with them because they can't get a grip. Once you are ready, you will realize that you are magical and powerful and strong and brilliant. And you will realize that the reason you have felt otherwise is because of the men you choose to surround yourself with. It's your choice. You have a choice. You don't have to feel like this anymore. It's a choice. Um, and I know firsthand experience, like I dated someone in high school, all through high school and out of high school for three years that was insecure and jealous and saw how radiant I was and how powerful I am and was terrified of it um, because it attracted people that actually deserved me. Um, and he stifled it, totally stifled it. Um, and I allowed it. I allowed that to happen. Um, nobody's to blame other than me for that. Um, and then I was with someone who just didn't see me at all. They just saw me as broken and unkempt and like a ticking time bomb just waiting to explode. And someone who was irrational basically saw me as a broken teenager and I, I wasn't I was an adult um but it kept me in that space you know being seen and being treated like that like I needed to be taken care of it kept me in that space of living as an 18 year old um who had been scorned and that wasn't good either like was I loved yeah was I seen or heard or acknowledged like, was my growth acknowledged? No, not at all. Not at all. And it wasn't really until I started to see my worth outside of what men thought of me that I really started to choose myself. And then I met somebody who saw me for the divine, radiant goddess that I am and continually treats me as such and waters my garden and literally and figuratively and who just lives to see me grow and who acknowledges that I embody my truth and my truth is that I am loved and I love others and I am insightful and wise and magical 
and a badass who just makes things happen. And I embody that. And he embodies his own shit, too. He's not scared of being with somebody who is powerful. Um, And we all have the ability to be exactly who we are and who we're meant to be. It's just a choice, and you just have to be ready. Um, I don't like playing the women are victims card because... Honestly, the men in my life are, in general, really amazing. I've chosen some shitty partners. Um, but in general, like, the men in my life, like, I think of, like, my stepdad and my dad and my brother and my male friends. Um, you know, really amazing men who, you know, don't <laughs> don't run screaming from powerful women. Um But, you know, it wasn't always like that for me. And I think that a lot of women fall into the trap of being with someone because they feel like no one else is going to love them. And I think that's really stupid of you. Really, I do. Like, I don't... I was that, so I don't pity that. At all. Because it's just not true. It's just not true. I don't know. That's my little tangent. I've, I didn't know that that was going to go there, but okay. Sorry. And I don't... I also don't play the all men are trash thing either. Like, I don't believe that at all. Um, my exes were just trash. Um, some people are just trash in general. But, hey, that's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's just not for me. It's just not for me. So... Oh, Lord. Wow. We're at, like, 40 minutes already. It's funny because, I mean, I'm at 38 minutes. It's funny because, like, I recorded, like, a 43-minute episode um, before recording this episode. And it still felt like I'd only been talking for, like, a few minutes. I can't believe I've been sitting here for now, like, basically, like, over an hour. Um, Oh, my gosh. Also... Supposed to hang out with Morgan today. Where is she? She didn't call me yet. Morgan, girl. We're supposed to go to Green Acres. What the fuck? You can't tease a girl like that. Alright. Well, I think that that kind of wraps it up. Um, if there's anything that you guys want to hear me talk about, please let me know. I would love to talk about whatever you want to hear me talk about. Um, if you want to be a guest, if you have some things you want to share to enlighten me if you just want to be on my podcast and hang out with me please let me know Um, I'm happy to have you as I mentioned I have my own house and I can host you as a guest in my home um, at my kitchen table and make you coffee out of my coffee pot so yeah let me know Um, and I wish you all the best I hope you all have an amazing week hey maybe I'll even be back next week to do it again But don't count on it. (laughs) Alright, you guys. Enjoy. Please, uh, all the YouTubers say to like, subscribe, share. So if you feel like doing any of that, please do. If not, hey, just thanks. I'm I'm just happy you're here. So, peace out, Girl Scout.